0: Greetings, and welcome to Swamped, a nerdy science podcast all about swamps. Each week, we explore anything from wetland science to swamp folklore. I'm Jess, and this is episode two, Swamp Thing. Today's episode was originally going to be about Swamp Thing and his origins and um, all of the stuff Swamp Thing has done in comic book literature, and I guess I kind of stuck to that. My, My plan originally got shot down because I realized something about Swamp Thing, and that is he is boring. But then I thought, you know what, why don't I talk about the things that I would change as somebody who studied wetland science for the last two years. What would I add to Swamp Thing to make him more of a meaningful character? So that's what I get into in today's episode. Here we go. So last year, in May of 2019, Swamp Thing got his own series on DC Universe. It was a cross between horror and obviously the action and adventure of the comic book world. Allegedly, the producers decided to cancel Swamp Thing after just one episode. The reason why Swamp Thing was a total flop is debated by many. While some people believed that the show was too niche, requiring an audience that was both into horror and comic books, others said that The show had too large of a budget requiring intense animation, but also live action. And then other people were way off into the conspiracy realm, stating that there was some issue with the IRS or taxes, I'm not sure. Probably the reason that made the most sense out of all of them was plain and simple, the story lacked a strong plot line that would retain a large audience. So let's talk about Swamp Thing's origin. The tale of Swamp Thing starts out in Louisiana, and there are two different origin stories. In the first origin story, Swamp Man, or the man who later becomes Swamp Thing, was a scientist, and he was interested in creating plants that were able to restore themselves. So he had his own lab in which he was experimenting on plants in order to find a biorestorative formula. A competing company discovered that he was working on this biorestorative formula and confronted him because they wanted his secret and they wanted to buy his idea from him of course he refused so the company was like well why don't we just kill him so they set up his lab with all of these toxic chemicals the next time he enters the lab there's a huge explosion and the chemicals get all over his skin he then ran into the swamp to put out the chemical burns but nothing helped instead the chemicals reacted with the swamp turning him into swamp thing In the second story, the one who sets up the explosion is a friend who is envious of his relationship with his wife. So he sets up the explosion in the lab to kill the man who later becomes Swamp Thing. Except Swamp Thing doesn't fully die in the explosion, so then he goes to the swamp to bury the body, and you know what happens there. Of course, he wasn't completely dead. The chemicals made a strange reaction that turned him into the Swamp Thing. That night, he comes back to find his friend trying to win over his wife. His wife actually starts to figure out that something's wrong and suspects the family friend of doing something to her husband. So when the family friend realizes that the wife isn't falling for it, he tries to inject her with a poison. At this point, Swamp Thing crashes through the window and saves his wife. He tries desperately to signal to her that it's him, her husband, and he's inside this swamp body, but nothing works. She's confused and scared, and he is forced to return to the swamp where he stays forever as the swamp thing. In the comic books, the main drama surrounding the Swamp Thing seems to be a consistent question of, is he a man or is he a thing? And the consensus seems to be that he is a thing that is really just a plant, but the plant took the shape of his body and kind of copied his consciousness and the essence of him but is merely just a plant parading around as a human being which to be honest sounds kind of cool but also as as a character there's obviously not much to him literally and figuratively most of the time he's just a sidekick for the other bigger players such as Batman and Superman and rarely does he actually have his own role it's always just helping someone else and i'm starting to wonder if that's because swamp thing gets his power from plants right as long as there is a plant around swamp thing can regenerate and copy himself over into something else and kind of repair himself If there's no plant around swamp thing can potentially die so if swamp thing were to try and exist in somewhere that superman or batman lives such as a cave or the middle of new york city he probably wouldn't do too well so maybe that's one of the reasons why swamp thing never really made it huge he is an elemental which means he has the power of all of nature on his side basically if swamp thing is in a real bind Any of the other elementals, the fire elementals, water elementals, they're bound by some kind of unspoken agreement to come to each other's aid. Unlike the Avengers, who are allowed to just decide when they want to be a part of the team, these guys are kind of just in it regardless. And obviously, since he's a plant and he has that restorative Ability, he can grow his arms and legs if needed. After all, he's a plant. I feel like it's hard to do any sort of a growing of limbs inconspicuously, but if he's just chilling out in the swamp and needs to grow an arm to grab an apple off of a tree, <laughs> I don't know if that's what he would actually use it for, but makes sense, right? I would say he doesn't have any like magical flying powers or can't really harm anyone unless it's kind of like wrapping uh, a plant around them or having a plant eat them. That's, I guess that's all you would need, right? Like you don't really need to fly if you can just grow uh, large enough that you can reach whatever it is you're trying to reach. I can see why Swamp Thing's episodes would've been canceled, but I definitely think that he has more challenges than meets the surface. As a character, it really seems as a Swamp Thing is too often put to the side or just used as a sidekick. But the truth is, Swamp Thing could be out there battling deforestation, climate change, plastic pollution, and what he's facing is the rot, and some evil scientist bring us some real world problems and i think people would be able to connect to him better genuinely this whole thing is kind of ironic because swamp thing failed for the same reasons that swamps fail to (laughs) exist sometimes as awareness People aren't aware of the value that swamp ecosystems can bring to their communities. And as a result, swamps start to disappear because they're not protected. The same reason why Swamp Thing's character literally disappeared off of DC Universe, because people just didn't click with the character. That's an unfortunate thing, but I think that also it's the responsibility of the artists who create the character and also of the scientists who investigate these ecosystems and it's so corny that i'm drawing this parallel but let people know the importance of what you're doing and why you're studying something so like swamps for example they bring so much value and not only because they can sequester carbon and because they can lower surface temperatures Wetlands are so unique because they're a crossover between land and sea, so you see a lot of processes that you might not see almost anywhere else in the world at wetlands, and especially coastal wetlands, those are only 1% of the Earth's land area but they're so unique in the ecosystem that they bring and the characteristics like brackish water and mangroves and migratory birds. I'm just getting way too carried away with this conversation, but I think at the end of the day, Swamp Thing deserved a little more character development. Like, would it be corny if Swamp Thing covered how he felt about changing species composition or subsistence agriculture? (laughs) Well, probably. These are some of the cool things that I would think of as a comic book writer if I had to personify the kinds of issues that Swamps face if they were human, you know? I genuinely think that this, is he a man, is he a plant, is he good, is he evil back and forth kind of gets boring with people and also believing that there isn't much to him it just takes away from the character he would probably be experiencing a lot of emotions like jealousy rage loneliness a, a, a passion to find a friend or a companion or that yearning for home All of those things would lead to a better character development than what I saw when I was trying to research Swamp Thing, which was very lacking. There's not much research out there on Swamp Thing's character at all. I mean, at least in Wisconsin, our wetlands are habitats for carnivorous plants, and that alone could be something really interesting that they could add into Um, Swamp Thing's abilities and his defenses. I mean, there is an entire movie that was a blockbuster hit on one single carnivorous plant that could ask for shoes or something and wore makeup. I'm talking about Little Shop of Horrors. In my mind, if you could do all of that for one movie, you can make a series about a Swamp Thing last for a little bit longer than a week. Anyway, enough talking about how Swamp Thing could have been better because I'm not sure I would have watched Swamp Thing anyway. I don't really watch much DC Universe. I do like action and adventure though. Next, I would really like to get into why Swamp things should not be a horror. From the vegetation composition to the gas flux to local species or even the depth of the water, wetlands are predictable for the most part. Those in the US, Europe, and Canada are among the best studied, so there's really no reason to label them as a horrific ecosystem if you can even say that about ecosystems. I would say if you're trying to look for a scary ecosystem, go for the Arctic, the deep ocean, the desert, places where life is really different because it's hard for things to survive there. Swamps just don't make the cut. My question to you would be what about elemental or nature-based characters makes them so unlikable? Is it that people can't relate to these figures that are supposed to represent something non-human two characters maybe need to be developed further or is there an alternative reason why as far as things go for myself i'd have to say i'm a little biased against swamp thing because i just don't see swamps as something that people should be afraid of i saw an article the other day that said Wetlands are undergoing a rate of destruction three times as fast as the world's forests, which is appalling. They're undergoing destruction for a multitude of reasons, but one of the reasons that I found pretty interesting happens to inland urban wetlands. They're undergoing destruction because we don't recognize what wetlands are it's hard to tell even when you are in a wetland especially if it's one that is seasonally flooded and it doesn't happen to be flooded at the time that it is being surveyed then it becomes easier for dry wetlands to be drained or built over because people don't recognize their wetland status and so even if there are wetland protections in place people can go ahead and build there And then some of the other issues we haven't even gotten to include drought, water diversion, agriculture, and construction, to name a few. They really face a lot of threats, so if anything, Swamp Thing has a lot to worry about. So that's my meta-analysis of the Swamp Thing. Thanks for listening. If you got any cool Swamp Thing facts or if I missed out on anything, definitely let me know. I would be so happy to hear from a true Swamp Thing fan. Thanks for listening to another episode of Swamped. Swamped is a podcast by me, Jess Turner. Podcast artwork is by Katie Turner, owner of KT Art Studio. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Check out the Swamped website at defineearth.com/swamped, and submit questions or ideas to defineearth.com/contact-me. Now get out of my swamp!